0: Yo, what's good, my people? Let's see here. I have it. Let's see. Hello, hello, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Alright, we're waiting for uh, the homie Mega Man from Mega Man's podcast to come in. And um, yo, so what's good, my people? This is Brown96, and you just tuned in to another dope episode of the Hip Hop Spot Podcast with myself, like I said, Brown 96, and um, today's special guest is none other than Mega Man uh Steven Martinez, uh from from the Mega Man podcast. Yo, we got him here, he's joined in the line. Yo, what's up, Mega Man? Let me request you in. There it is. And I'm about
1: to uh, play. Yo, 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 what's going down? This is Brown96, and I present to you the Hip Hop Spot Podcast Themes yeah, uh, yo. i like to introduce to you a product of the hood. A product like the product. You get caught up selling in the hood without the sugar in the no foolery. So don't you try to fool me. Done enough years of hooligan. So don't test that your jewelry taken. Leave you visibly shaking. But I've learned. I have learned the hard way. Listen to the theme of today and can show you the way. Not to say I got the answers, but the answers live through your eyes. Yes, it can decide if you stay alive or become dormant. Got the passion for the soreness. I'm in the stage of my life where I think I need some balance. I thought I Need a status, but now I know that it's a balance. Yo, welcome to the hip hop spot. Get ready, it's coming. Let's see, let's learn your turn now. Welcome to the hip hop spot. Get ready, it's coming. Get ready, let's go, let's go. Yo, welcome to the hip hop spot. Get ready, it's coming. Let's see, let's learn your turn now. Welcome to the hip hop spot. Get ready, it's coming. Get ready, let's go, let's go. All the faces everywhere, but they're, they're talking trash. You talking a game just to get the money fast, but you robbing your own people just for quick but i'll expose you to face be so don't pressure look i'm as real as they come i'm hoping you can see this bring the power back to the people doing it the way we know the discipline daily although it seems to be hasty. i know la vida is crazy but that's the only way out without a doubt to the get ready it's coming
0: yo 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 what's up Mega Man? how you doing brother <laughs> what's up
2: what's up i just barely got back home right now
0: the little intro i had right there man of the um the theme song for the podcast man but man thank you for giving me the time bro to do this this is um uh, this is uh, something that was in the works for a while cuz i i've I've been, I've been listening to your stuff for for quite some time and you know you have a big variety of um, of guests on your show which is lovely you know what i mean um but first off bro let's start off with this the way i like to do this is going from your childhood and talking about things that formed you to be the person you are today you know what i mean so let's start off with um uh, just just little glimpses of your childhood bro like how was it growing up I, I, as i haven't understood you moved a lot so can you give us a glimpse of what you got from all these experiences of different locations you lived in yeah well if you want to go
2: back, <clears throat> can you hear me now? Can you hear me pretty good? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, so I I uh, I was born in the city of Long Beach at Memorial Hospital, and we lived in Long Beach for a little bit. Then, um, you know, from when uh, I was born until maybe I was like ten or eleven, I uh, my mom and my dad we used to live in Wilmington, California, the the heart of the Harbor area. And uh, you know, back in those times, man, those were the good old times for me, and and I can always reminisce of those times where. There was a, there was good things, bad things, ugly times, but it, ma- it really made me mad out of me because I seen so much, and uh, there was some al- there was also things like I shouldn't saw when I was little, but it's it's a little traumatizing where you know you see people doing drugs. Um, hmm. I I seen a person, I seen a lady get raped with in front of my eyes. Um, I How old were you, I- brother? Um, eight years old.
0: Oh shit! Dang. Eight that's crazy old. yeah see man. i had something uh, similar at seven years old bro i was uh looking out my window because the restroom window uh faced the outside like the street and i seen some dude get get gunned down like right in front of me like right there you know what i mean so that's traumatizing bro that that does a lot to your psyche i mean maybe not at the moment as a kid but it'll creep up on you bro
2: yeah, then I seen uh, a person overdose on drugs because back in those 80s and 90s, you know, uh, the drugs over there in, in, uh, in Wilmington was bad. I remember there was times, I, I don't know if you follow Martin Marrano, the comedian, but he was talking mm. about like, you know, going to, uh, to the certain street and the other side of Wilmington was called ghost town. Mm. And it was like, you go to in and out get, get food, but it was long lines of people getting drugs. And there was times uh, the, the, drug, the drug pusher, Free Ray Ricky, will be there constantly in Wilmington Ooh. selling drugs and all that stuff. So <laughs> my mom and my Dang. dad, we had to get out. My, mom, my dad was like, we're out of here. So my dad saved up a whole bunch of money. Then we moved to the next city over, Carson. And uh, the reason why I got – I didn't want to uh, move to Wilmington – I mean to Carson – all my family, like 80% of my family lived in Wilmington. But when the things got bad, people started moving to Northern California out of the Mm. here and there. So maybe I have about what, 10, maybe 15% of my family still live there. But I go there from time to time because I work in San Pedro and I'm always there every day crossing by. Mm.
0: All right, yeah. So, like, with that whole experience, bro, that you went through different cities, like, what was the differences? Like, because I know just from one city to the next city over, bro, it's a huge difference in some places, you know what I mean? So, like, how did you adjust... Cause I know uh, the adjustment and the balance of living in certain places, that's what kind of throws you off. And especially as a kid, bro, cause as a kid, we all need that stability. Cause if not, then we fuck up everything else in our routine. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So when my, all my family were li- moving, you know, my, my, mom and my dad, we moved to Carson. I, we di- I didn't know anyone in Carson. I was homesick, you know, and because you know, all our neighbors were all my families and cousins. So it was, it was a big adjustment but we only, I only, was only there for a year then my mom and my dad split up and um, I moved, me and my mom we moved back to Northern California because my grandma and my family lived in the barrier, lived in uh, Central Valley, like Modesto Stockton, Sacramento and stuff like that mm. so I had to move back over there and, it, and now that's a huge adjustment because back then in Modesto it was all country man, you would see <laughs> bullies, like going past the fucking freeway and shit
0: mm. Yeah. That was it I mean, what year was that, bro? That was in ninety one? I say ninety two. Mm. Yeah, man, that was that was pre pre fucking um what is that called when the what they're trying to do nowadays, trying to raise up the fucking rent and all that shit. What is that uh uh what is that called? Um Um
2: yeah I know he's talking about the rent.
0: gentrification before the whole gentrification thing bro that was way back then I mean there was a lot of rundown places but shit that was home bro that was home
2: it
3: was you home.
0: know
2: yeah I miss those times and uh I have a lot of my family that still live in Modesto the barrier and stuff and when I moved over there um it was cool you know Modesto <coughs> was Modesto was something a lot of cowboys a lot of North you know a lot of uh People coming from um, Southern California, the Bay, and stuff, because uh, the Central Valley was really cheap. And you know, back in the day, mm-hmm. um, for 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 a month of rent, it was like what five hundred dollars, almost four hundred and thirty dollars for a month's rent. Man, can't beat that, dude.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy, man. But now, as you went to school, like, how was your different experiences? Uh, because school molds us, bro especially friendships, you know, friends, influences, and stuff like that, that molds us to be the person we are, you know, uh, how how was that? What kind of kid uh, were you and um, were you able to blend in or you, did you stick out?
2: Nah, well I went to Mid- Ustack Middle School, you know, then I went to Buyer High, then things didn't work out. So I was going back and forth like a pinball machine. I was mm. going with, my mom lived in, uh, in Modesto. My dad lived in Lakewood, California. And I would go back and forth, and and my dad would trying to work things out, try to build that relationship, but it just it it, it just grew apart. So um, I went to Lakewood High, and things didn't work out, and I moved back up north. And I wanted to go to a public high school, but my mom put me in a a, a, a Christian academy school, like, mm. you know. And it was like all mostly all boys and girls, but you had to wear uniforms and stuff. And I was there from sophomore to senior year because. Uh, my mother didn't want me to take a chance to go to public school because I was so much of a wild person. Um, mm. I would ditch school, get into mischief, fights. I mean, everything. Um, in those times, you know, it was scary to walk home because you know, there was fights everywhere at school. I mean, <laughs> people were getting shot up, man. It's like you know, you stare at someone, hey, you, you better be mm. ready to, to to scrap up,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, man. So how was i experienced at that at that uh what is it, like a christian school how was i experienced bro because i heard a lot of things i mean i've never been to a you know a, a religious school myself but i've heard a lot of rebellion comes about from those types of schools is, is that something that you've witnessed
2: um not really because you know my my mom's brother had a church and uh, had a christian school right next to it and maybe in a way You know, looking back on it, maybe it was the best decision, you know, because I used to do packets and everything, those A.C.E. schools and have a teacher and everything and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, we had sports and everything. I played uh, uh, flag football. I played basketball. Um, I was a varsity playing basketball three years Mm. in a row and stuff like that. I was uh, the leading scorer back in my junior high in all of Northern California. Uh, averaging close to twenty nine, thirty two points a game and shit like that, and uh, you know I had scholarships lined up, but for some okay. reason, uh, things fell through, and uh, I got homesick. I had a full scholarship to go to Gordon College. It was wow. over there. It was over there in Boston, Massachusetts. But oh dang! I didn't want to because I was so. I didn't want to go to college um, because I was so much into that fast life. I was into girls a lot. I was. I just wanted to party up, and I blew that scholarship away.
3: Mm.
0: Yeah, man. Sometimes we make the choices. And um, what was what was keeping you going back back then in high school and stuff? Because I know we all have something to look forward to. What were you looking forward to in that time? Do you remember?
2: I was looking forward just to get out of the house. I did not want to be, you know. I wanted to get a job, you know, just just be out because there was nothing to do in my So I just wanted to go mm. work and just be out and and live life. And because mm-hmm. you know, I always been like my mom's been so like almost like in a way we can see this now like a helicopter mom back then where I just she didn't want me to go out because I know I would get into trouble and the people mm. I was dealing with. Were were some of the leaders in the North Daniel gangs over there in Modesto and Stockton, and they not even know at the time that people I used to hang around with. Now I can say this now. Back then, these I didn't know they were like uh, hitmen for the cartels.
0: Wow, that's crazy. And I yeah, see, know. that's that's what we 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 got to deal with out here. And, you know, because I'm from Salinas, it's uh you know not too far. I mean. Uh, it's it's not too far from the bay. It's about an hour and a half or so, and uh, it's uh it's something we had to you know deal with back in the day. The whole red, blue, and all that bullshit, mm-hmm. and uh, it it was a lot to to take in. While wow. you know, I mean, as a kid, as a youngster, like you're already dealing with all these pressures, like school and all these things going on, and you know, on top of that, you know, the pressure of like you know being affiliated or not or friends, you know, cause once you're friends with someone, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, especially if you don't know what they're about, you know what I mean? But if, if they're cool with you, what are you going to do about that? They're cool with you. You know, you,
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just like, I just wanted to go out and party and live life. But my mom was always scared thinking like, excuse me, if, if I'm going to come home or not, uh, my mom was scared if I'm going to get a girl pregnant, just a lot, just a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, cause I was wild. I mean, Scoop around, I was like the real version of the Curious George.
0: (laughs) Oh man. Now, once you, uh, so you say that once you were in high school and then you finished high school and, uh, what did you do in that, in that, in that, uh, span of time in between high school and once you started to get your, I guess you could say once you started to get your ducks in order. Oh
2: man. Well, I wanted to go to college and everything. But when I, when I turned down that, when I let go of that scholarship, you know, I went to Modesto Junior College and I just wanted to go just to get my, my shit in order, but I'll be honest, you know, I didn't want to go to school. I just want to do it for the fuck of it. Just to be honest, I just wanted to fuck girls. (laughs) Yeah. I just wanted to and stuff like that. And I mean, I felt like back then college wasn't for me. Then I remember this really hit home where you know, my mom was more like push going to school to better herself. But when my mom, she told me, I don't know why you want to go to college for she's like, why? Because you're never going to mount to anything. You're, you're, mm. fucking, you're fucking stupid. You're retarded. You're never, you're never going to make it, you know? And, and I, I, and I knew like what my mother was doing, trying to, you know, trying to break me and stuff. And it was really hard because why is it, why is, I told my mom, why is it okay for you to go to college and better yourself? But when I want to, when I want to better myself, um, you know, you always push me down. And she, she told me, she's like, the reason why I just don't want to push you because when I see your face, I see your father. My mom, mm. still, had, my mom still had that grudge. My mom still hated what my father did to, to us. He abandoned us to live his life and, and be with another woman. So every time my mom would see my face, she would be hard on me. Because oh. of my dad, because of my dad's resemblance.
1: Yeah,
0: see, I don't know if it's because like, because my parents are like super traditional, right? When I graduated high school, I had the, I had pretty good grades. I could have gone to like University Street, you know, but. That whole, you know, the whole plan fell off because, uh, my folks were like, nah, like I, I, we don't want you to move out. Like, we don't want you to move somewhere far and stuff. Like we're scared for you. And I'm like, but yoha how, like, how am I supposed to like grow as a person if, if you don't, you know what I mean? So that, that was basically, it held me back. Uh, but, uh, I think at that time, like you said too, I was in my party mode too. Even though I was getting good grades, I would kind of, uh, uh, you know, come off of that path just to go party, you know what I mean, just to go and do other stuff that is not a part of the goal, you know what I mean, but um, I guess everything happens for a reason, bro, that's, like, I truly feel that everything does happen for a reason, and we're supposed to be where we are at the moment for a reason, you know what I mean, I do believe that, Uh, you know, like... Like yourself, too, like you were moved, you know, you moved a lot here and there. After after I graduated high school, I went to uh, go live in San Diego for a bit, in okay. L.A. I lived out there in El Cajon for a bit with with, with a friend of mine. And I kind of got a chance to experience, like, you know, life all over Cali and stuff like that, you know what I mean? So that was kind of like a good experience, you know what I mean? Because uh, that would have never happened if I would have gone to, like, university somewhere out of the state, you know what I mean? I would have never experienced how what my surroundings in cali is and what type of people and just you know my way around in that way you know but i guess everything happened for a reason but um you know so as for as for you like before we go into the whole podcasting adventure or venture that you have gone into uh is there any chances that you will go back to school to and if you did what would you go back to school for well, I'm glad that you brought
2: it up because that's a coincidence. Uh, I want to go back to school next year to learn about my culture because you mm. know, we, I, because the reason why is because even though I always tell my mom, like, hey, I'll tell you, this is a fucked up story. Um, I told my dad, like, hey, dad, um, I noticed that you and mom were always speaking Spanish, but... Um, um, my dad was very racist against his own kind. And I remember <clears throat> when I was seven or six years old, I used to remember this. And I, and I was a smart ass, you know. And I told my dad, hey, dad, how come you don't teach me how to speak Spanish? And uh, when I was looking at my mom, when I turned around, my dad knocked me out. He socked me in the face. And I was uh, unconscious for an hour or two. When I got up, he told me, I don't, want you to speak, I don't want you to speak Spanish because you live in America. You're not a baisa. You're not a wet bag you're not, you're not, oh, you know, Brown, it was really fucked up. And, uh, he's like, you know, and it was really sad, you know, like, I just wanted to learn how to speak Spanish so I can, you know, talk to some of my cousins, some of the families who don't know how to speak English, mm-hmm. and, and, and talk to them in Spanish and stuff. And I will never forget that. And it really, and, you know, they hear the whole stories back then and maybe if my grandparents like, Hey, you know, how come a lot of Mexicans or Hispanics or Latinos speak English first? Because, you know, they would get beat up in Northern California. I heard mm-hmm. stories about that, you know, like they would get beat up. And, and over there in the Central Valley, when I was, I heard stories of a lot of Hispanics, you know, they would pretend, they would try to act white, you know, and stuff and everything. And they would bear, and they would be embarrassed to be with Hispanics. And the thing is, some, some Hispanics who were kind of more like you called sellouts, they, mm. would, they would marry uh, white women and stuff. And they would tell me, I got to marry a white guy or a white woman and stuff like that because if i marry a mexican person like that i'll be kind of more of a black sheep i'll <laughs> the deep in and shit like that and there was another person i won't mention my cousin he's like i want to marry a, a white person because i i'm embarrassed to be mexican and i want to extinct our own waste our own race
0: wow now i wonder do you know the full background of your pops like because he became that way for a reason. Like, what do you think made him that way? Well, I don't know. It's just maybe he's he been through some stuff.
2: You know, my dad was born in uh, Guanajuato. Um, mm, okay. He moved over here to L.A. But my dad lives in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. He remarried. But he was a pastor and everything. there oh. And there were thing, things that I saw that I just didn't agree on. But now that I'm grown up now and realize, I don't have a relationship with my father and my mother. Because they broke me to the point. They let me... They let me, you know, I was mentally broken, physically broken, uh, emotionally broken. I was even sexually molested and they didn't, and they turned the other cheek. So with them, they just l- let it be where it's like, it's almost like in a way I was even a, a son to them. I was, those are even my parents. So mm. even though with them, they want to be like come in the picture and shit like that whatsoever. I, I have to, I have to turn the other cheek and say, no, it, it doesn't matter if what they did is that sometimes... I know I, I, sometimes I have to swallow my pride ground, but those things and stuff made the, made the person who I am today because I do not want to be like how my parents are to me and for me to be like that with my kids.
0: Hmm. Wow, bro. See, that's, that's you know, what uh, I heard that most of the times when, when kids go through like traumatic events, for the most part, I, I hear that it's, uh, it comes from the family. The family is the one that inflicts that 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 damage into the into the child yeah and that's that's sad bro how it's just um i guess you could go uh go back to the to the argument of we don't come with uh we don't come with uh manuals we don't come with instructions on how to deal with children but but then again there are classes for that <laughs> and it's you know it's for the parent to reach out and learn um you know i mean it ain't easy being a parent, you know what I mean? It, and I know, I know. Sometimes anger gets, gets, you know, into the best of us. But then again, you know what I mean? That's traumatic, bro. That's super traumatic. And um, how did you go about it? Like to this day, have you reached out to like get like you know, uh, you know talk therapy or anything like that?
2: I, I I have. I talk. You know, there's even though with Kaiser they give me therapy and stuff and. And sometimes you just have to express, express the way you feel, but sometimes I have to hold it in because I, I feel awkward Of like, why am I gonna talk about my personal matters to people I don't fucking know? And for those people to fucking gossip when I'm not around, I just mm. really kind feel kind of weird with that. And, and when people were like, hey, what ha- what's going on? It's like, I don't know you, why am I gonna open up to you? So <laughs> I, was, I was more kind of holding it in. And, and there was times, you know, I was going through anxiety, going through depression, there is even times I wanted to commit suicide a, a, a whole bunch of times because wow. of, 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 the, of, the, of the hurt I've been through all my life and stuff. And I don't see my mom and dad say, hey, you know, I just wanted that, you know, like, hey, I wasn't a good father, I wasn't a good mother and stuff because they, they, they have too much pride. Mm. And to me, the stuff that I saw, I wasn't a good husband. I wasn't a good boyfriend. I thought it was okay to beat up women. <laughs> I, I didn't know about that. I didn't know what fucking love was.
0: Hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that you went through that, man. But, um, you know, like with with uh, anxiety and stuff like that, I never wanted to reach out and get uh help either because I didn't. Just like you said, bro, I didn't think that the other person listening was going to relate to what I was trying to say. You know what I mean? Yeah. I felt like it was just going to go in through one ear and they were going to uh interpret it in their own whatever way they were brought up and come up with their solution, you know, but uh, until eventually I did seek out that help. And I was actually, I don't know if this is racist or not, bro, but I was, I wanted to speak to a, a Latino, you know, because I, I did, I, I, I mean, at the I, time I, I felt that, that a Latino, yeah, I felt that a Latino would understand me, whatever, but I couldn't find any in my area. <laughs> and And that kind of like, when I found that out, bro, I was like, I was still in my in between, like, eh, going back to school or not? You know what I mean? Because I didn't go back to school until now. Like now, I'm I'm barely getting my BA and shit. But I went back to study psychology because of the fact that I couldn't find anyone that can give therapy in my area, being a Chicano, being Latino. So I was like, yo, I think they're needed. They're, they're yeah, needed big time, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, yeah, I, and, and I like where your head's at because I was confused. I was like, am I, am I Latino? And, and there was, my family says, no, you're, you're, you're a coconut. And I didn't know what that term was and shit. Like, what do you mean by coconut? Like, he said, and they would tell me, Stephen, mm. even, though, even though you're Mexican, you would never be white like us because even if mm. you speak Spanish, your skin, even though you wash, your skin you're still gonna be brown. And with all that stuff, so I was like getting so much traumatized of what people to say. I was mentally broken. I was like, Mm. I I was confused. I was like, who the fuck am I? I don't even know myself anymore. Mm. This was like, this is like when I was like 16 or 15 years old, I was done. Like, I don't even know who I was anymore.
0: Wow. How long did it take you to snap out of that, that way of thinking, bro, that, 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 um, that cloud, that dark cloud, bro? You want
2: me? Want honest opinion? Thirty-four years old. Thirty-four. Yeah. Uh, it was a. Uh, it was a. It, it was a lot of hardship. It was a lot of uh, mixed emotions. You know. Um, you know when people go through these deep depressions and stuff. What what people done to you and stuff and with families or you you've been taught the wrong way and. And every time, like you were talking earlier about seeking a Latino person for help, for you know, going through some depression, um, I was the same way as you. But they would say the old school mentality, oh, just suck it up. Don't be a fucking pussy like those, mm-hmm. ma- those like those macho Mexicans and shit. So mm-hmm. they would say like, oh, you're a wussy like that. They would call me, oh, you're just a faggot. They would say shit like that.
0: See, that's, that's the thing. Like back in elementary, when that was like throwing – thrown around a lot, you know, between like, yes, even classmates and stuff, like you lead it to either learn how to, how to, how to, you know, snap back with some disses or, you know I mean? Nowadays, it's like, it's like, you know, it seems like we're not, I don't know what it is, bro. Like kids are more easily uh, taken over the edge more than before. Like it seems like before, I don't know, I guess. I'm just seeing it maybe one-sided because, like, you know, I had all these friends that were tough, you know, I guess mentally in the way, I guess you could say. And then they would, like, throw disses back and forth and call each other, you know, things things like that. Yeah, man. But, um, yeah, what do you think about that, bro? I mean, what do you think it is that nowadays yeah. is, you know, there's more talk about suicides with kids and things like that? Because,
2: because kids these days, they don't know how to express the way they feel because it, us parents, we need to teach our kids – uh you know stuff that goes goes on with our lives experience and all that instead of you know having our kids being taught as a mother and pa- father from an ipad so they don't mm. know how to they don't know how to express the way they feel and stuff like that so they quit really easy thank god maybe like with you and i we're like the last of the mohicans of <laughs> of like before the american online and shit like that before the internet and stuff you know you you when you went out to go play and you saw things that you shouldn't saw, but you learn from mm-hmm. right from wrong and everything. And sometimes, in a way, for me, learning from all that and toughening up, this is where, this is where enough's enough. Like you know what? I'm glad I've been through all that stuff because now, from these uh, situations that happened in, in the in the COVID, were people were not mentally there and they just started, <clears> like saying what they want to say, not thinking straight, committing suicide, depressions. Oh, hey, hey, you know, if I lost a game, my whole life is over. They don't know how to take a loss. Like that loss should be something more like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to be better at something. I'm going to redeem myself. But is this, it's, it's, it's the internet. It's the, it's the social media that you yeah. know, like, Hey, if you're not doing good, we're going to go after you, fuck you. And, that's why you see a lot of social. That's why you see a lot of kids committing suicide of what they see on social media. That's the thing that we saw on Netflix about that, that, that was a documentary called Social Dilemma. That's, mm-hmm. how it, that's the whole thing. If you if you understand that that the documentary and you learn to adapt, you can overcome it and you can it, and you can beat it and stuff like that. Social media, our iPhones and everything, they're learning of what, what we're thinking, they're learning of what we sleep, or we talk. And this. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things and I don't wanna be on my phone. I, I, I look at my ladies on here, I get shit for it because I'm always on my phone promoting this and I should be off my phone spending time with my kids because if mm-hmm. I don't, my kids will be lost. It's like, hey, my dad was on the podcast promoting he didn't give it time he didn't give a fuck about me so why should i give a fuck
0: about him when my dad gets older and shit you know mm, yeah man yeah you're right and i mean you have kids as well right four kids four kids that's what's. so i got i got one more than you bro five <laughs> <God> Damn. <laughs> <how>. yeah. <laughs> yeah man it's crazy uh now becoming a father bro fatherhood how was that like for you man
2: Man, I'm be honest. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to be. I got 12. God damn. <laughs> no, I was. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to be a father and stuff. Uh, You know, I just. I. I was. I, I was with my first wife, and uh, we hooked up, and we had our first kid, and I, I was pretty much wanted to be more like the all-American family, where I want to be the breadwinner and have my lady stay home and shit, and you know, but things, things didn't work out and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it was hard. And, um, uh, I'm learning to be a father again. I'm learning to be a, a husband to my lady and stuff like that. And the stuff that I've been through all my life and stuff like that is experienced. But now, you know, with my oldest son, he has autism. Mm. Um, I, I always say this, you know, if things come to worse, you know, um, I would retire from the podcast if, you know, because I want to, be there for my son and, and be because he's gonna be with me forever so um mm. i love my son I, lo- I wish i would give my whole i would give my life for my son to be normal and um you know i just want to be try to do the best i can to be a better mm. father but but me working a full-time job you know with the podcast spending time with my kids my lady and stuff like that it can be very
0: overwhelming it's hard yeah it's hard how do you balance that out bro i mean how do you stay sane <laughs> Yeah.
2: You got me on that because it took time. It took time. It says I had a discussion with me, my ladies because there was times I, I used to overbook myself and, and, and there was, there'll be times I would never be home. I would, mm. never be, I would never be home. I would be doing podcasts, you know, because when I'm in a zone Brown, I would be just doing podcasts, podcasts, podcasts and, and neglect my lady and neglect my kids and neglect my work because i feel like to me
0: podcast is my i found a calling yeah yeah i feel you bro that happened to me a lot with music and as well with podcasting because you kind of feel like me bro like this is not something that i feel every every day when i think about podcasting and music but Mm -hmm. it's in the back of my head and it kind of pushes me a little harder to like put content out is what if tomorrow i died what what would i leave behind that my kids can listen to of me and learn from me you know what i mean because mm-hmm. i made a lot of you know bullshit music back in the day when i started uh, you know all, all the the all the same things that you hear from uh, like what you would expect from a chicano back in the 90s you know what i mean yeah, <laughs> yeah all that bullshit but then i started to i had kids and that changed me bro that changed me a lot because now i Try to leave, even though I do talk about the illnesses of the world, uh, I do have a message in there that I want them to learn and take from and be like, oh, that's what my pops meant. That's what he meant. Okay. See, and also with podcasting, I want to be able to to have messages that they can be like, oh, yo, that, that's a good aspect to to take in. That's something the to to be aware of or whatever you know, those are things that I think about, Damn. and that's what motivates me, bro. To like just talk to different types of people, all types of walks of life and shit, and just and just get into their minds and be like, yo, how can how can someone not not mimic what you did, but get past certain obstacles that you went through and kind of you know overcome that. Man, just like how
2: you said it right now, it's like you and I were clicking, we're, we're vibing. This is the first time. I mean, this was the second time, but the way how we're clicking is because when I started the podcast, you know, um, I, before I was antisocial, I was mm. like I said, going through depression, I was super shy, and the reason why I was super shy and had a depression, because I used to get bullied, bullied a lot, because I, I had a stuttering problem,
3: mm. and I
2: would, my stuttering was really bad, to the point I used to mute myself, where I didn't want to talk to anyone, because I was scared to talk. And people used to be like, hey, look at it, it's stuttering Steven, it's stuttering Steven. Mm. And, you know, I went, through, I went through some trials where, you know, going to school for 20 years to, to learn about my start over with my punctuation, learn how to calm down, no stress, learn how to talk, learn how to look at people, not heads down. Then I used to be like that, I used to put my head down and everything because I was super shy. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do the podcast because I need to open up to people and, and express the way how I feel, but also know each and everyone's personalities to understand from who they are. I feel like right now we're living in a society and social media that we're easy and quickly to easy judge a person of what they post or what they say, but people do not make the effort and take the time to get to know each other. Mm -hmm. Hey, hey, let's go meet up, let's go talk on the phone. Like, hey, I wanna get to know you instead of me fucking judging you of what you (laughs) fucking post. That's, come on, Mm -hmm. that's how it is. And that's why to me, I'm more old school because I wanna meet up with people. Mm -hmm. Like, like, hey, let's get to know each other and stuff. And see, and that's when people are like, hey, Megan, man, I wanna come on your podcast. It doesn't work like that. I want to get to know you. I want to build a friendship. I want to build a, a bond and everything and see if we click and see if we fight and see if you are the right person to come on my podcast.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have happened to me. I would have thrown them a brick in their face, <laughs> 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 but that's just me, bro. <laughs> that's just me. That's you. <laughs> Nah, but on uh, the real though, uh, the real that's that's you know that's what we you know what what there's a lot of traumatizing things, bro. That one comes from uh you know when one goes to school and stuff like you know elementary middle school. They're trial you know it's it's all trial and error, bro. Trial and error until you become until you get used to you, bro. Because once you get used to you and how you function. That's the thing, bro. like we need to learn ho- how we function, how how we do things and the bad habits that we have, how to correct those things the yeah you know all those all those things that w- we need to learn from our own mistakes it's you know it's It's, it's cliche to say, "Oh, we learn from the mistakes and we don't do it again like you know it's like but do we really do we really learn from it? Do we really like take the time to you know even write down a list of things that we have bad habits on? you know have bad habits on sleeping routines the basics bro those are the most important things the basics sleeping routines eating routines what we eat drinking enough water bro that's a big one i get headaches when i don't drink water bro like for real I,
2: i drink a lot of beers and you know and i have to calm down but it's just like a drink of water. It's like, I feel like now that I'm older, it's like, okay, I think I need to calm down with the drinking or the eating and stuff because now I'm reaching an age where it's like, oh shit, my metabolism is not used to be where it used to be like, just get out of my system. So I really need to lose weight and, and here and everything. But man, yeah, you're right, man. It's like, mm-hmm. I want to live longer. I want to see my kids mm-hmm. grow up. I want to see my kids graduate shit, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: And on top of all that list, working out, bro, that is a huge help, especially when you're dealing with some mental issues like anxiety or... I was dealing with panic attacks bad, bro, like super bad, to the point that I was going to the hospital every fucking once every week almost, like bad, bro. And that, you know, it all helped, bro, just the whole... uh, I really got into... I don't know if you ever listened to ASMR. I really got into that shit, bro. Like, it's like it's um like little little um like tingly sensations in your head when you listen to it it's like whispering or things like that bro like some people can't get triggered by it for some reason but i i get triggered by it and that should help bro my anxiety it like calms me down and you know drinking teas and things like that what helped you bro to like kind of help you deal with anxiety well
2: something you know sometimes in a way like i used to sleep a lot uh, used to meditate, you know. My lady, she does yoga and everything. There's times I used to do that and stuff. And sometimes you take some deep, you take you take some deep breaths, you know, and everything. Like sometimes my my life can be very overwhelming because of my work. My, my work is very stressed, you know. The podcast can be very stressed. My lady can be stressed. I'm just kidding, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But you know, but just everything. But it's like it just really depends because I don't really dwell on it. In the beginning, I did. But now when you have a balance, it's like okay, just whatever. I'm not gonna lose sleep and everything and shit like that. But you know, to me, I just I just relax. You know, when because I work I, I work overnight. So when I come home, I promote, I do whatever whatever I errands and I just go straight to sleep. I spend time with the kids and all that stuff. But it's just sometimes as long as I get my eight or nine eight or nine hours of sleep, I'm fucking good.
0: Mm, that's what's up man now as we go into talking about your experience with podcasting bro when did that start how old were you and when is the first time you ever heard of podcasting because back in the day even the first ones that started podcasting they wouldn't call it podcasting
2: nah well let's go back and stuff when i got my first iphone i was working at smart and finals and uh, when i got my first iphone when it was popping all up i was like oh shit and I remember there was a, I was look, playing around. I was like, what the fuck is this purple box that says podcast? I never mm. knew. And I started looking at it and it was like, I, Joe Rogan, Tom Segura, you know, um, you had Tom Green. Tom Green, he's one of the pioneers, you know. Uh, Adam Curry, Adam Curry is one of the godfathers. He's the one who started this whole podcast. He was the VJ for MTV. He, mm. was, the one gave, he was the one that gave... The idea, this is a podcast to Apple, to Steve Jobs before he died. And he was like, you know, I'm sold. Then he put that to all the iPhones, the podcast and everything and shit like that. So, yeah, it's crazy.
0: Now, was, do you think Howard Stern was one of the pioneers as well?
2: Howard Stern, mm, when he, he, I know he always bashes on podcasts and everything, but radio and everything, because yeah, he was we were listening, but we were watching it at, at the time. He was on entertainment, entertainment. Mm-hmm. He was on E, and he would see all this crazy shit. But imagine if he didn't have that tele TV, and it was just like a, you know, talk, we could hear it. That'd be awesome. But maybe in a way, yeah, maybe you know, Adam Perel- yeah. and stuff like that. But it was good because we were listening to stuff. Mm-hmm. So when I was listening to all these different types of podcasts, I was like, "Man, this is pretty badass." But to me, I did the podcast on accident because oh, okay, be, because I always been a huge comedian fan, and I don't know if you, mm. you know, I don't know if you know the story. So Joe Rogan invited George Perez on the on the on Joe Rogan's podcast. Okay, and Joe Rogan was pushing comedian George Perez. Hey, man, you should do a podcast. George Perez was like, You serious, homie? So yeah, fucking do it. It's like, all right. So after the episode was done, two or three weeks after, George Perez uh, he did he started a podcast called George Perez Stories. I quickly subscribed. Start going to all these comedy shows because of George Perez, I give credit to. I didn't even know who Felipe Esparza was. I didn't Mm. even know who Ed Mamon was. I didn't (laughs) even know who Martin Moreno, Jason Rouse, Jack Jr. and all these. He had these guys on his podcast, and I was like, I was a huge fan. But when he had Felipe Esparza as a guest. And Martine, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And they started doing their own podcasts and everything. Mm. I was doing posts, I was doing stories, I was showing love, going to comedy shows. One day, uh, George Perez DM me and said, "Hey, dog, I want you to be, uh, I want you to come on my podcast as the 50th episode of George Perez Stories." I was oh. like, "I was down because I was a, I was a huge fanboy, and I was the first fan they ever did." And uh, when I, did, when I did, I was, I was nervous because I, I listened to podcasts, but when you yeah. seen it, what goes on behind the scenes, I was like, oh shit. It's like, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? It was pretty badass.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a crazy experience, bro. Now, when you started, like, see, for me, I think my first experience of any type of, like, I guess you could say, uh, talk radio would be back in the day, they had this show called La Mano Peluda in Spanish. Yeah. I don't know if you heard of it. It's like people can call in with like scary stories. It's kinda of like what what Freaky <laughs> Tells. It's kind of like what Freaky Tells is now where people can call at the end of the show. You know, people call in. It was but it was only people calling in. The whole show. It was on, on this on this um this radio station. And uh that was I think that was the first time that I would I would be so excited to to like I would put it on my calendar, bro the days that that show would come on the radio. Now, who can say nowadays, what youngster would mark their fucking calendars on radio shows, bro? That shit ain't happening nowadays no more, man. <laughs> and that was fucking dope, bro. To be able to like, it kind of takes it back to where, when there was no TVs, you know what I mean? Kids would sit in the fucking living room and just listen to all these stories, like that sci-fi stories and thing. shit. Yeah, bro. And I think that, that, that helps the mind because it helps you to be more creative. Cause you can't see it so you're seeing it internally and you're trying to picture what it looks like what the words are coming out of the speaker you know what i mean what, oh, what does that look like yeah that's man. just I re- dope bro I, I remember
2: those times i remember everything and uh when when i started the when i heard the george perez stories and everything uh martin rizzo he's like hey mega man what are you doing he's like i want you to come on my podcast and when I did, because he goes on tour with Fleeper Sparza, uh, he's the one I give credit to because he's the one who got me started in, on this podcast and everything. And I was like, what am I going to talk about? And I remember when I started my first episode, George Perez, Sidekick, Eddie, Xavier were promoting. A week after, I was, go- I was on a live with uh, on YouTube, uh, Fleeper Sparza. Felipe Sparson said shouts to fucking Mega Man from the Mega Man's podcast. Uh, I only put out one episode, one episode. Wow. And I was like, follow him and everything. And all of a sudden, that episode got close to 1,000, like 1,000 listens. And wow. I got over close to like, not exaggerating, over 100 or 200 messages. I was like, "What the fuck do I do?" So that's <laughs> that's why Brown. I've been dealing with pressure since fucking episode one.
0: Dang. It's hard. Who did you interview? Was it just you talking the first episode? I didn't know what to say.
2: I, I was talking about pussy jokes and this. Well, I was talking stupid shit. Man. <laughs> I didn't, oh man! I, I didn't even I didn't even do an intro or anything. I was just talking about whatever. Then <laughs> I was I want to be honest. I was gonna <laughs> quit. At, I was gonna quit at fucking. Six, maybe the seventh episode, whatever. And I, and I took two weeks off and I was like, okay, what am I going to do? I'm going to start over. I want people to know me not as Mega Man, but as Steven Martinez. So I started doing these uh, episodes called The Mega Man's Life of the journey mm-hmm. that I've been through when I was little to now. Yeah, the, the I, I, I heard I that,
0: that, that, that four-part series you had, bro. That shit oh, was yeah. dope. It's, I, it's, it's I like that.
2: Lo- it's a lot of episodes because – knowing that you and i were hosts for podcasts people want to know who is brown all about mm. who is mega man all about because when you get more bigger and stuff people are going to be like my man, man brown's a cool cool guy he has a good story and everything because we could be podcasters but there's some that they don't want to open up for who they are but for me i have nothing to hide i'm very i'm more of an open book
0: hmm for sure bro now um once you started, I mean, you had the idea, right, to podcast, right? But what did, did you go and think about what am I going to call this podcast? Or what, what, what were you initially thinking about calling it?
2: I, well, at the time, it was called the Mega Man's Hour, but I dropped it because people were giving me shit. It's like, why call it the Mega Man Hour if your episodes are only 30 or 40 minutes? <laughs> what was your response (laughs) i was like yeah you're right so i i i I took the hour called the mega man's podcast uh your boy the ross's dancing how did you get the name mega man the reason why i wanted to call it the mega man's podcast because i wanted to dedicate the name the mega man because of my 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 cousin that passed away from a car accident he was the person when we were little little living in Wilmington. my cousin stephen at the time i think we're like nine or ten years old He was the first person to have a regular Nintendo on the block in Wilmington. And I remember it used to be kids lined up, wanting to play all these Nintendo games. And I was the last one. And he told Mm. me, hey, cousin, what what do you want to play? It's like, surprise me. He says, you know, I rented these games, but I have this game called Mega Man. You want to play it? And says, yeah, so I, I was playing it and I fell in love with it been playing it ever since. So that's why I wanted to name the, the podcast, The Mega Man Podcast, to remember my cousin Steven Gomez that passed away.
0: Mm. All right. Yeah, R.I.P. to your cousin, man. Uh, now, one question, bro, uh, before we continue. Have you seen the fan-made film, Mega Man? no i haven't -uh. yeah it's been out for some time it's uh it's low budget but i mean i don't think any like big production company is gonna pick up that movie i don't know it's just too much i I don't know i could be wrong but it's been so long and you know i mean they made sonic already but anyway (laughs) yeah (laughs)
2: i'll check it out i mean i mean i'm i'm always i love mega man that's always been my game i i have the greatest hits you know when i Actually, when I bought my kids the the Xbox, he was like, hey, pick whatever game you want. But I bought the greatest hits because from time I played the Mega Man's greatest hits. And mm. for, well, the reason why I played the game, because I always think about my cousin Steven that passed away oh, because, yeah. because me and him were very close, you know, and uh, it was a tragic tragic loss. You know, he was, uh, he was going to church, he was preaching. He lived in Montana oh, and okay. he, he, he fell asleep driving in a, oh. in a, and a truck just hit him face first and um it was really sad and uh i had his i had his brother uh mario on the podcast and i told him and it was hard for him to tell him the story because he started crying because he oh. him, and him him and they were both they were close and uh sometimes in a way he's like i just want to keep that memory and every time i play the game every time i do a podcast i always want to do the best ever so you know his memory can be still remembered still and he's up there looking at me saying he's he make hey steven i'm proud of you man keep on doing what you're doing
0: mm, that's what's up man when you started making the the episodes bro how did your research how to upload i mean where to upload or what to do with the episodes what did you how did you get to this habit of putting out so many episodes Wait, I mean, what was your plan initially? Were you trying to just do something and get your story told on like in a series like you did and that's it? Or were you trying, was your goal to keep going with this?
2: I, there was no direction. I was just learning as I was going. There was no podcast for dummies to tell you, hey, put this episode out, promote here, do this. I was just learning. I was going, there was a lot of flaws. There was a lot of mistakes there was stuff that i was talking i shouldn't ever over talk or hear i was just learning as i going and do i regret anything no because if i re- if i was to go back and, re- and change something then i wouldn't be here talking to you right now
0: mm-hmm. so yeah. you had so you uploaded everything on anchor right to begin yes. with
2: mm-hmm.
3: and yeah. then
0: um so how was that experience i mean did anyone give you that, uh, that reference to go on that? Or how did you come up with anchor? Um,
2: uh, uh Martin Rizzo, when he invited me on from squad by the Fell, he was telling me that he should do it this way and all that. But, you know, there's things that I'm doing to change it because, you know, even though Anchor got bought up by Spotify, yeah, know, what happens to Spotify, you know, I might lose these episodes. I mean, it's always something to have a, like a back burner, you know, or a plan B or something like that, because. If I lose all these episodes, I'll be screwed. But you know what? I'm not gonna be like, oh my God, if something happened, lose all these episodes. I'm gonna keep on going still no matter what. But it was just it was a learning process, you know. There was it was learning. So all the stuff that I've been through in the podcast, good I had I had good guests, I had bad guests, I had people who I should never should have had on. I even had people who want to do the podcast but they just didn't want to be there i saw personalities i've been through all that stuff and it just to me it just it just writes shit down like i have a two notepads one for you know my strong points and one for my weak points and i just learn from it so when i do a Damn. podcast i would be like okay this will never do i would do and everything but
0: you, you just learn as you go mm-hmm. now when you started asking people would you like to be on the podcast how did you did you just hit up the people that you had on your call list or did you hit up people on social media?
2: It was random. It was random. You know, there's people like, Hey, you just want to come on just for the fuck of it. Because, you know, it was, it was cool in the beginning doing solos, you know, learning about yourself and everything. But to be honest, it's like, I wanted to get guests on to, to work on my, my skills of talking to, you know, you know, people instead of being shy yeah. and this, whatever. And it was better like that. So, to me, I it was it's a learning process. But would I do it again? No, because to me, if I'm gonna have people who come on my podcast, I have to do I have to do background checks. I have yeah. to make sure, hey, are you the right person? Because you know, you might get a person to be like, hey, I want to come on your podcast, Brown. But when you when you come on, you have to pull his teeth to, for him to fucking talk.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's the thing, bro. Like some people, especially when it when it's like up and coming, whatever, up and coming actor, artist, whatever. There's little to no to no information on the on their background, right? And when you ask them to give you a little brief, you know, uh, on on their whatever they do, it's like they don't even give you that much. So it's like, what do you have to work with? You have to implement, you know, all these different things and kind of go around. Not even asking too much about, you know, what, what they're, what they're about, but more like, you know, questions that are more of a general sense, you know what I mean? Yeah.
2: I mean, I'll, I'll give an example and, uh, I'll name drop this guest I had because I don't talk to him no more, but whenever one was like trying to get this person on the podcast, I remembered comedian Johnny Rockette, this guy was all over doing podcasts and everything. And I thought like, oh, this guy's going to be a cool-ass episode, you know? But when you get to meet the pod, dude, the person, oh my God, that episode sucked, dude. Like, he didn't want to talk. He was in a bad mood and this. The episode was only about 29 minutes. It was supposed to be for an hour and 30 minutes. It was by far the worst episode I ever did. But you know what? Because of that episode, it made me want to have a lot of questions down. What happens if you went, going through all your questions, you don't want to talk? You got to keep the minutes going. You got to keep the conversation going. Even though he doesn't want to do your fucking podcast, you got to keep it going. He was, yeah, but ever since then, I learned from my mistakes. I learned from that episode, and you just, you got to make the episode good, and that's why I have to be very selective of who I bring on now.
0: Mm. Now, with all your experiences of podcasting, bro, all your episodes and stuff, which episode would you say made you cry or emotional? oh man
2: you know some of the mega man's life's episodes that made me cry of the people who inspired me but i think the episode that really was really hard was i think was episode 198 or 199 when i had jacob from project coffee cup and the reason why that episode you didn't hear me cry because we did the podcast in Long Beach on Skyline, and he's been giving out to the homeless and everything so he can understand. And I told him, you see what's behind you? And he said, yeah, what is that? Said, that's a, he told me, no, that's the bathroom. I said, yeah. And, he, and Jacob told me why. Because me and my kids used to be in there when he, we used to be homeless. Mm. We, I, I don't forget what I don't forget the hardships and and that's one of the reasons why I do the podcast because I've been through those tough times when when me and my ex when we split up and everything and uh, pretty much in a way things didn't work out I was staying with my aunt, things didn't work out then I was supposed to get a new place things didn't work out we were living in homeless shelters we we're living in tents we we're living in bathrooms we we're living in our cars we we're living in public storages where the bite the, the rats would bite us. There was even times, uh, Brown, I was three months behind on my, on my car and the repo was going to take it. I was thinking, if they repo my car, we're really screwed. And this is the reason why, because my mom and my dad didn't want to help me. And wow. my mom was trying to pretend to be like, oh, yeah, I love my son. I love my grandkids. But not knowing the fact, like people don't know, is that me and my two boys we were homeless living on the streets for,
0: for months. Mm. Wow wow that's an experience that is it, it molds you huh it, it molds you and, and it makes you it makes you uh more uh happy for what you have yeah i remember i
2: remember when i got this place um i spent close to 1900 dollars on application fees for, for for rent for apartments 20 dollars here 30 40 out of everything only one person called me back where i'm living here right now in long beach but i'm gonna i'm gonna move soon and they told me when do you want to when do you want to move <laughs> and i was like i'll move in right now hey do you hear any noise no i heard some like music noise i don't know
0: Mm. yeah Uh, yeah man now one thing that if there was an easy way to do this whole podcasting thing what would it look like what would it look like to you first if you're trying to explain to someone coming into the podcasting game the easiest route to to do this whole thing what would it look like in an ideal world i guess i guess we can say what would what would that look like man i
2: you got me on that right there i'm still learning as i'm going but for any podcasters who want to really get into this podcast i would tell them first Give it a month for you to really think if if you're going to be really committed to this. You can't be have one foot in, one foot out. And the thing is, you should be mentally prepared how to deal with criticism. How do you deal with people who are going to hate you and hate who you're about and everything? How are you going to deal with that? That's what I would tell them. Be mentally prepared before you start the podcast.
0: Mm, And that kind of goes hand in hand with one thing that you would like to have known before getting into podcasting Mm -hmm. Mm.
2: yeah i'll say this if one if you're gonna try to get like real known guesses try to keep it professional but at the same time never meet your heroes
0: Mm. yeah that that happened to me a lot and disappointment hit hard bro (laughs) (laughs) for real bro like to the point that there was one time that i i I had met this artist and the dude was so like uh, uninterested in what i had to say to him that he was on this fucking phone like that and i was like hey dude um so i'm a fan bro like i like your music and stuff like that oh yeah Uh uh-huh uh-huh bro i almost fucking socked him bro like (laughs) 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 i won't say names bro but bro that's uh it's hard when you meet people that you are you know fans of and they're just like fucking assholes and you know yeah it's crazy Uh,
2: uh, yeah there was a there was a podcast i won't mention because there's maybe you might know maybe you know but i used to be so inspired by this podcast but when when i met this person. He, was a, he had a mask on, he was a character, and he was an asshole, he was a douchebag. And I was more like, I would, it really hurt my heart. And I think because of that, I learned when you have any of your followers, any of your fans that say, oh shit, that's Mega Man, oh shit, that's Brown. Be happy, be like, man, like, hey, what's up, man? Yeah, just talk to them, get to know them, take pictures and all that stuff. Because those people are the ones that make us. Those are the ones who listen to us. Those are the ones who are, you know, making us like, like, they're inspiring us. It's like, hey, man, if it wasn't for Brown, if it wasn't for Mega Man, man, dude, I wouldn't do a podcast. There's people out there who might be listening to this episode like, you know what? I'm going to do a fucking podcast because Mega Man did an episode with Brown, you
0: know? Mm, That's what's up, man. Yeah. Now, an advice that carried you forward, bro. What advice that you can tell to someone starting up? What advice that has pushed you to make more great episodes? And you know what? My advice I give,
2: you know, uh, Aaron Bender. He was Aaron Bender's podcast, you know, and he inspired me. He, he's been helping me out a lot how to do this, how to do that the challenging how to interview how to say in a nice way professional way not get away and stuff like Mm. there's things like that i'm learning and that's the thing
0: you know okay so mentorship mentorship yeah now if one would would want to you know meet uh, or, or you know get help from someone to mentor them how would one go about to do that
2: man dude that's a good question Maybe with you, maybe with me, maybe with Branson, with Ramos, maybe with Rasa Stance, or maybe with Aaron Bender, because I feel like with our people, I think it's the, the Latino podcast, it's very challenging because, you know, it, I, don't, I don't see it as more as a game or as a challenge where like, hey, my podcast is better than yours. We should all be united and help each other out. But the way how I see it, it's very alliances, it's very, very, very groupy.
0: Mm because how i feel about and i i used to feel you know more now that i found out what a more of a mentor is uh, i used to think that mentorship was somewhere that you went to and you had to like maybe even take a course to become worthy enough to have a mentor i don't know why I, I always felt that you had to go in into this something to get a mentor but a mentor could be anyone a mentor could be you know i don't know a teacher can be your mentor you yeah, know, I mean, a pastor could be a mentor, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's
2: anyone. It's like, because, you know, no one's going to give us guidance. I mean, there is people I ask. I'll tell you off air, but there is people I wanted to help out, helping the podcast. And then like, man, fuck you. I see you as, I see you as a, I see you as an
0: enemy. Hmm. Hmm. Crazy. That's nuts. That's nuts. That's nuts. Now, why do you think that others, other, I mean, is it because of competition? Is that what you think? That comes from
2: I think it is competition or or sometimes in a way there's envy, jealousy, or maybe because I got certain people and they didn't like who the Mm -hmm. fuck's this guy blowing up and shit, you know? Like it's always gonna be like that. And uh that's just how it is. Then I don't know why, but I'm just doing my thing, you know? Like I'll support the ones that support me. And like if there's a podcast wants me to come on, I'm I'm gonna do his podcast and I'm gonna support him, but sometimes the way certain Latinos they they play they're like play both fields. They'll be cool with you, but when you're gone, they'll say fuck you. And you you don't see them fucking supporting your ass or supporting me. Fuck that. They just want you, they just wanna use us for the fucking clout so they can build their fucking numbers up.
0: Hey. Now here's a big one, bro. Give us three of the most influential people that have molded you to be the mega man you are today. Mega man I am today
2: uh martin moreno um you know you got aaron bender's podcast and uh i'm, I'm he's on right now man he's he's one he's very underrated podcast Randall ramos podcast hey,
0: ramos yeah hey, ramos got the shit man <laughs> that's what's up man yeah, I, th- I think he's on here right uh, right now. He's on the on the chat.
2: Yeah, and I have to say, two people as my dark horse: Tony the Wizard. I talk to him every day, and Gil from American Tila.
0: Mm, Gil, oh, Gil's a knowledgeable dude for sure, for sure. Now, bro, if you were to be interviewing yourself, what would you ask yourself, bro?
2: Man, if I were to ask myself, like. I would be like, "What the fuck happened to you? When how come you couldn't move on with certain things, or how come you just couldn't suck it up? How come you just dwell on the past and everything and shit? Because that—that's one of the things that was holding me up, that was holding me. I was dwelling on the past of people who used to hurt me. I—I I had grudges against a lot of people. I felt like yeah. people who hated on me, you're my enemy.
0: Yeah. You know what, bro? We are our our worst enemies, bro A lot of the times. And we don't realize that until we go through a certain issue. Like at the moment, every problem is a big problem, right? At the moment, but once we get over it, it's like, what? That was it. That was the problem. That was how I. That was how I was supposed to resolve it. That's no sweat. But there you go again, another problem comes along and that's what's holding you down. It's putting fucking boulders on your shoulders and it's like, it's keeping, it's holding you down It's it's emotionally, you know, it's stressing you, but see in the bigger, in the bigger picture, seeing it from a bird's eye view, it's like, it really is no sweat. Every problem has a solution.
2: Mm
3: -hmm.
0: yeah i
2: I always feel like when people who uh hate on me and this whatever they don't know what they're dealing with and if you're like what do you mean by that it's like when people hating on me i use that as motivation that's like you're giving me a an extra bottle of gatorade it's like people dwell on hateness or or people hate on that shit and i use that as motivation confidence like you know what if you say I'm not going to do anything, if you say I'm not going to get this guest starting, you say remember are never going to make it, I'm going to outprove you. And I'm not going to say it with words. I'm going to say it with action. I'm going to prove it with your eyes to see you like, oh shit, you know? I remember I had a bucket list. And this year I was like, man, one day I'm going to be on the American Cholo. One day I'm gonna be on rodeo radio. One day I'm gonna be on this, and I fulfilled my bucket list. So I don't have to worry about the haters talking shit about me. I fulfilled my bucket list. I fulfilled my dream. What I what I wanted to do for 2021.
0: Mmm, that's what's up. What do your kids say about about your podcasting?
2: They don't they don't hear it. You know, they just think like, oh, my dad's in the room. He's doing his podcast and this, whatever. But in a way, I'm doing this podcast because. You know, for my daughter because I don't see my daughter that much. So there's things, personal things, but I want my daughter to know, like, hey, you know, even though I can't see my daughter, you know, I just want to let you know, daddy loves you. So that's why I went on the podcast at the end. I want to give a shout out to my kids. I want to give a shout out to my daughter Luna. Daddy loves you. I want to see you soon because I want her when she gets older to realize she wasn't forgotten.
0: Okay, that's what's up. See, sometimes my kids are like, hey, uh you're spending a little more time back there huh (laughs) i'm like yeah i'm just trying to do some interviews on you know certain people and then actually my daughter she started seeing she asked me so what do you talk about (laughs) what do you talk about with people i'm like well it depends depending what they do you know if they're an actor if they're an artist we talk about the artistry we talk about what they do and so it's like, even though they're in their own world, bro, like kids are in their own world, you know, it might not be interesting to them yet, but once they find the, the passion or not the passion, but once they find the, the importance in hearing other people's point of view or perspectives in life, they will start to kind of go more into like, okay, I wonder what my dad was talking about with these people. I wonder if there's something that I can take from from these talks.
2: And, that, and that's the thing when they get older when i'm not here on earth and they realize i want to hear what my dad was i want to explain i want to hear what my dad was thinking well, what was he thinking when he <laughs> came up so i can relate and that's the thing that we have to do is leave a you know for me i'm leaving a legacy i'm leaving for i want people to know me when i'm not here what did Mega Man done I, I wanted to do the best i can to help out You know, with my family, help out with the people, help out with Long Beach, Wilmington, Cali, all over the world. That's just how I am. This whole thing about this craps in a bucket mentality or ego shit, or, you know, that's just going to die off and shit like that. But to me, I just want to better myself, better my family, better me, uh, and just better the people who follow me and better my podcast so my listeners can be on. Because, you know, Brown, even though I told you earlier, my bucket list I had. I was on American Cholo and and wording radio, but my real dream is to hopefully one day before I die to be a guest on Joe Rogan's podcast. Mm. That's what's up. That's my ultimate dream. You know, that's my thing. And, and once, once I done, people are going to tell me, so now you're on Joe Rogan's podcast. What's next? Well, it's, it's just disguise the for the living You know, there's millions of podcasts. I'm going to be doing this to the fucking day I die. Podcast to me saved my life. If it wasn't for podcasts, I wouldn't, I don't know where I'd be. But to me, doing podcasts, I'd rather be doing this instead of being out there being mischief, being rubble, and all that stuff. So I'd rather be here talking to you than out there being like, being acting like a fucking fool.
0: Mm uh-huh. hmm no doubt man and you'll get there bro i mean that's the thing you know we sometimes feel that just because it's not happening to us right now that it's not going to happen but like i said before man everything has its time you know we're all meant to be where we are for a reason and um you got to live in the moment bro because for a long time that's what that's what was messing me up because they say you live in the past that's depression you live in the future that's anxiety we got to live in the now Mm-hmm. yeah and that's the
2: thing i always do it's like you just want to live in the moment you know And. When I have other podcasters that say, hey, Mega Man, I don't know what to talk about. Well, talk about what you did for the whole week. Write some stuff and write some stuff like, you know, we want to hear stories. We want to know well, how's your day going and stuff like that. That's what I always want to do. And that's why, you know, with you or, or your co-host from Rasta United, you know, podcast, you know, that's what we all need to do. You know, there's things that I'm learning from you guys that maybe it's going to help me better my podcast. You know, there's a lot of important topics that a lot of people don't want to talk about. What goes on in our people? Uh, but it has to be. It has to be said. It has to be told. It has to think like, well, shit, I didn't even know about this." But who else is gonna fucking talk about it? If not, we're gonna the title.
0: For sure. For sure. Now, lastly, bro, before I let you go, uh, for your legacy, what would you like for people to say about about you when you uh, after you pass? What would be the the one thing that you would like that you would be happy with people remembering you by?
2: daddy Daddy helped out that, that he did whatever he can to help out the, his community of Long Beach
0: you know
3: the
2: Wilmington area you know San Pedro and everything he,
3: he fucking won he beat the game you know there's people who, who didn't want me to succeed even to
2: this day I have haters who don't want to see me happy. don't want to see me succeed but you know what I'm going to keep on winning because I'm not worried about them they're worried
3: about
0: me Man that's dope that's dope see that's that's when you know that you're doing it for the right reasons you're you're going in it with your last you know last breath wanting to better this world a little bit more than than how you found it
2: yeah and a a lot of people don't me because I'm too controversial and stuff. I mean, like, I'll be honest with you. Like, the recent episode I put out, episode 205. You know, I have a lot of love, but I have a lot of hate because people were like, "Why do you gotta talk about the past and stuff?" But sometimes, in a way, you just have to let it all out, and that's it. Because that chapter will be closed. Mm-hmm. I for people to talk about, would there ever be peace with you and Buddha, Buddha, Buddha There's no way. But that's luck. With them. It is what it is, and uh, you know, for the for people or for this whatever i'm not going to do it no more so that's why i wanted to make that episode just to say my piece and move on you know this is not going to be where i'm going to see an episode that see an episode of this because <laughs> you're just yeah, you're that's,
0: to, like get that's, more that's childish bro what i can say on that bro is no matter what was said inclusion is always the best remedy bro no matter if if whoever party is acting like a child still include because that's our people exactly you know what i mean
2: yeah, and that's the thing where it's like, why, why this childish stuff? If we can't to sit down and talk over like fucking men, mm-hmm. like you know, people blocking on social media like this. I don't want to be in that type of thing
3: where it's like they cost you six talking shit because it it's wild. is. I'm not. I'm not
2: about that. I'm 41 years old. I'm not like fucking like 14 or 13 years old and stuff like that. You know. Like I said, I
3: set my piece and and that's it. I'm gonna move on because there's things that I'm doing next. Year year that i can't be going on that stuff anymore there's major people you know i'm going to get on there's, there's sponsors there's networks i'm going to be doing all next year so that's the thing i'm going to say my piece, and once that's done that's it
0: that's what's up man nah bro yo thank you for giving me this time man you know i i'm sure this you know this enough uh content between this conversation that can go on as a part two and yeah. that's for another day but um, for today, bro, that's that's a lot of uh, you know insight into into the man, Mega Man, we, and. We uh, only, only scratch the
2: surface. We can do <laughs> two, three, four, and five. You just let me know when you want me to come on and stuff because I have so much to say. And yeah, man. But yeah, you, you just let me know. We'll schedule a day. And we'll fucking make it happen.
0: No doubt, man. Thanks again, man, for coming in. And uh, as for me, yo, this is Brown96 for another dope episode of the Hip Hop Spot Podcast. Into the next episode. I'll see you soon. Stay dope, my people. Right. Gracias, Later. por. Later,